are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. The title of the message today is Stay Connected. We need to stay connected to Christ. You'll know on our, on our, uh, our connection cards, we, we, uh, that's what we have there. Connection, where families connect. We used to have it where families come together, but we changed it uh, over a year or so ago to where families connect. We connect with each other, and we connect with Christ. Okay, John chapter 15, verses 1 to 14. John chapter 15. Jesus is speaking and he says, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is weathered, and they gather them together and throw them in the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Heavenly Father, just bless your word to our hearts today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Although we can make a case here, in this passage of scripture for productivity, I believe there is a much deeper lesson to be learned here. Productivity in and of itself do not usually create a deep, abiding, intimate relationship. Jesus is more concerned, however, with connectivity, with relationship and intimacy. 
He wants to be our personal Savior. The fruit or the lack thereof is a manifestation of our spiritual life. It's a good, good gauge as to how well we are doing spiritually. If we have fruit in our life. It indicates whether we are living connected or disconnected from Christ. Fruit production is the natural consequence of staying connected to Jesus. If you stay connected to the Lord, you will be a fruitful person. If we choose to stay connected to Jesus, we'll be fruitful. So the question that is begging to be answered is, am I abiding in Christ? We each need to ask ourselves that question. Am I abiding in Christ? What fruit am I producing? Am I walking in the spirit? Or am I walking in the flesh? The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it goes on to say, against such, there is no law. Now, it is the work of the flesh that required the law. But the, the fruit of the Spirit is not governed by the law. It is a natural flow of what takes place when we are connected to Christ. He said, I am the true vine, vine, you are the branches. We had an old apple tree in our family on our land back in Newfoundland. And uh, that tree was at least 100 years old. It was a a big tree, uh, an old tree, when I was born. And so that's a few years ago. (laughs) But this, this summer when we went back, it had gone through a lot of things over the years. It was close to my uncle's house and uh, after my uncle died and my aunt was in a hospital, uh, some kids on on bonfire night uh, set the house ablaze and the house burnt down and it scorched the apple tree and so about half of it died. uh, But it still would bloom out a little bit but the apples were really, really small and just not fruitful. So this year when we were home, because I'm the, the patriarch of the family right now, hard to believe, but it's true. So they asked me, could they cut down the tree? And so I said, yes, let's cut it down. But out of the stump of that tree, there's growing a brand new tree. And uh, I would say, given another year or so, you're going to see blossoms on that, on that little tree. So we cut down the, the big tree, and 
that's no more there. But uh, it's still connected to the vine. It's still connected to the root. And Jesus Christ is the root. And we have to be connected to him in order to have a healthy Christian life. So the question is, are we walking in the spirit? Are we producing fruit? And so, this is what Jesus is after. That is the deeper question that he's asking. And it only happens when the life and the love and the goodness of Jesus is flowing in us. You see, we sometimes talk about loving with the love of the Lord. And that's the only way anyone can love with the love of the Lord if the Lord's spirit is flowing through us. Amen? If we're connected to him. The moment we are disconnected from him, we become brats in his kingdom. We're not very nice people when we drift away from Christ. So, when we're connected to him, we become his hand extended to others who need his love and his forgiveness. It's a relationship of union, even as a branch is united to the vine, to the main stump of the tree. Abiding in Christ ensures strength. John makes it clear that Jesus is the word. The Word made flesh. He's God Almighty in human form. That's what the Bible teaches. John chapter 1, verse 1, this is what it says. In the beginning was the Word. It's talking about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's important because coming to grips with the incarnation, Jesus Christ, the part of the Trinity, is very important. It's a very important step in knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. John chapter 3, 16, the familiar voice that just, uh, verse that everybody knows, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Our relationship to Jesus Christ in, in community with each other and working together in the unity of God's spirit will accomplish everything that God intends for his people to accomplish on this earth. There is strength in unity. The old uh, union slogan, which says, united we stand, divided we fall, is very true. It is true for us as individual born-again believers. The church in Coal Lake, and when I say the church, I mean the Bible-believing people of Coal Lake, not just the group of people that attends here. But every Bible-believing church 
in Coal Lake. Join together is very important and very powerful and very strong. When something comes up that is not right in the community, we have a ministerial where all of the denominational groups get together, all the ministers get together, and we discuss those things. And it, we have a voice. If we together come against something, it is very difficult for anyone to get anything passed when we stand together on an issue. It's very important to be united. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And then it goes on to say, Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Folks, that third cord, that third strand, is Jesus Christ. Being connected to him makes us powerful, makes us strong. And that's why we're able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is clear that it is our Heavenly Father that does the planting just as a vineyard doesn't magically appear, we're here on this earth by God's design. Every one of us is here because God desired that we would be here. We're his creation. You and I are not here by accident. And we're not in this building this morning by accident. It's not a coincidence. God has a great plan for you and I before we were even conceived. Our lives is meant to have meaning and purpose. In Jeremiah, God spoke to Jeremiah, and so what he said to Jeremiah stands for you and I is applicable to us today. For before you, I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. Consider with me the possibility that where you are today, this very moment in time, is no accident. God has placed you here. God has placed you in Cold Lake. You may have come from the Far East. Do you know where that is? <clears throat> you may have come from the East, the West, the North, or the South. But you've got to believe that God placed you here. Some of us came dragging our heels. We were never going to stay here very long. God's got a sense of humor. 
God, the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, has something he wants to do in and through you where you are. So if you've been posted to Coal Lake and you wish it had been, what is it, Comox? Don't worry about it. Bloom where you're at. And you'll be better prepared when you go there to retire. Amen? Praise the Lord. Abiding in Christ ensures success. In John chapter 15, verse 5, says, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Again, Jesus reminds us that he is the vine and we are the branches, and we must not confuse our role. We are the branches. We will always be the branches. We're not an island unto ourselves. We need to be connected to him. If we're going to fulfill the plans and the purpose that God had for us when he created us in our mother's womb, we need to stay connected to Christ. We cannot accomplish anything apart from our relationship with him. We will never be able to accomplish the things that God has for us if we try to do it without Christ. The consequences of not abiding in him are disastrous. If we do not participate in the life-giving flow of the vine, sooner or later... That branch will dry up and die. We will die spiritually. But look on the positive side. There is no reason to be disconnected from the vine. There is no reason to walk away from God. If you abide in me, if you stay connected to me, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. What a tremendous promise. Folks, the word of God is true. It's truth. And if God says in his word, and this is Jesus speaking... If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done. Now it is understood when, when it's talking about your desire that if I am abiding in him, if I am connected to him, if his life is flowing into me, my desire is going to coincide with his desire. I'm not going to be desiring ungodly things or hurtful things. It's when I get slipped back into the flesh and walking in the flesh and doing the things of my own making, that's when I get in trouble. And he do not promise to bless that. 
He promises that if my desires align up with the desires that he expresses in his word and the principles of his word, that is what he will bless. And he says, you will have whatever you desire. An essential part of being a born-again Christian is to remain connected with Christ. In doing so, our thoughts and desires conform to his. And we can pray in his will, in his name, with confidence that God will hear and God will answer. Listen to what 1 John 5.14 says about that. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. Isn't that powerful? Amen. We can be assured that whatever we ask will be done. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Isn't that something? All of the promises are yes and amen. Yes, everybody understands yes, right? There's no no in this, is yes and amen. Amen, so be it. So be it, Lord. Amen. The way to success in the Christian life is to abide in the vine. This requires continuous, habitual prayer and study of the Word of God. It's not about formulas. It's about faithfulness. Faithfulness to Him. It means growing closer to Christ on a day-to-day basis. And thirdly, abiding in Christ ensures joy. When I talk about joy, I'm not talking about the kind of joy that is a... I'm talking about the kind of joy that is constant in our lives. The kind of joy, the kind of joy that is not dependent on our circumstances, but comes out of a deep sense of inner peace. And let's not confuse joy with happiness. There is a difference. You see, happiness is based on our circumstances. When your circumstances is good, positive, you're happy. When things go well in our lives, we're happy. But let things start going wrong and we become unhappy. And the worse it gets, the less happy we are. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is different. Joy that comes from the Lord strengthens you in the inner man. The joy of the Lord keeps you from being fearful. The joy of the Lord keeps you from being depressed. You lose the joy of the Lord and life really gets rotten. Especially if you've known what the joy of the Lord has been in your life before. Real joy is constant. It don't, it, don't, it don't fluctuate with a change in our circumstances because real joy is not based on our circumstances. Real joy is determined by our relationship with Christ. People who abide in and who are really connected to him have real joy. Being able to experience joy in times of trouble and tribulation is one of the benefits of being a true follower of Christ. 
of being connected to divine. The joy of the Lord, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, is our strength. The joy of the Lord is, is the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God, abiding in Christ, and being filled with his Holy Spirit. We want to have the full joy of the Lord. We must be connected to the giver of joy. So, I'm going to conclude. Man, I, I, I'm real proud of myself this morning because <laughs> even I didn't think I could do it this quick. So, how do you get connected to Jesus? We've been talking about being connected to the vine. Well, it involves living a Christ-centered life. It involves confession of sin and asking God's forgiveness with a repentant heart. A repentant heart means I'm willing to turn away from my old lifestyle, the things that were displeasing to God, and I'm going to turn towards him. And I'm going to live by his word, by the principles of his word. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it would be nice to say, it would be nice if we could say, if any one of us could say, I've been saved for one year, five years, ten years, twenty years. And I've never sinned since. <laughs> but there's not one of us can say that. In fact, I would dare to say that most of us would have to say, I didn't do good, too good this week. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I don't know where I'd be. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that applies to every human being, but it was written here for Christians. It's talking, it's a letter written to Christians. And it is naturally assuming that we are going to sin. But if we do, we have an advocate with the Father. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that means that every person in this room today can have a clean slate with God. Don't let your account drag on and on. Keep short accounts with God. As soon as you realize that you've blown it, say, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to do that kind of a thing. Help me never to do it again, but Lord, forgive me. And the Bible says, if you confess, he's faithful and just to forgive. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved by faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You can't work your way into heaven. 
You can't work your way into getting connected to the vine. You just confess your sin. Ask Christ to forgive you and believe in him. Repentance is a sincere desire, a decision to turn away from sin and to live a new life in Christ. Romans 10.13 says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that something? Whoever calls. Doesn't matter who they are. Maybe you've been listening to the news and you've heard about some despicable people. I'm not talking about the ones that Hillary was talking about that are voting for Donald Trump. (laughs) I'm talking about real despicable people. But God loves them. Amen? And if that person... If that person who is up for murder, that person who have slaughtered hundreds of people, calls on the name of the Lord, genuinely calls on the name of the Lord, he shall be saved. Don't ever look at someone as hopeless. God is bigger than that. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's what happened. The moment I says, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I've sinned. Forgive me. I become a new person. And it got, you don't have to go through a whole lot of red tape with God. It happens the moment you say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I accept Jesus into my life. You're forgiven. You're on the same standing as Hayward Eastman is. You're on the same standing as anyone else in this congregation is. You're on the same standing as any man of God. You can can name whoever you want to, who you feel that is a good person, a born-again believer a powerful man or woman of God, and you are on the same standing with that person the very moment you say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me. That's the power of redemption. We stay connected to Jesus by saturating ourselves with the word of God and allowing its convicting and cleansing power to transform us into true disciples. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. The only way you can know that is through the Word of God. The Word of God tells us what His will is. And God will reveal it to you as you look into it. Amen? And That's how you get your mind renewed. The Word of God. You're not going to get it on CNN. You're not going to get it on Fox. You're not going to get it on all my children or all of these things. You may think, I don't have time to spend in the Word. 
I'm too busy. Granted, we are living in a busy world. I remember when I heard about some of the things that would be in the future way, way back. And it seemed like a pipe dream at the time. But often we would converse about it and say, what are we going to do with our time if they do this? But who got lots of time on their hand today? No one. We're busy, 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 busy. Actually, you will find it to help you to have more, a more productive day if you will spend some time in the Bible. If you will devote 15 minutes to read a portion of Scripture every day, you will find that you will have more time. If you will devote five minutes to talk to God after you have read the Bible or before you've read the Bible, you will have more time than if you never did it at all. One person said, the more time I spend in the Word and the more, the more time I find myself, the more I find myself doing all the things I have been trying to do for so many years without even realizing that I was doing them. That's the transforming power of God's Word. It has a way of guiding us to do the right thing without even trying to do it. It's when we have to try to be better that we mess up. We get discouraged because in all of our trying, we cannot do it. But Jesus came to do it for us so that all we have to do is believe Trust him. Let him rule your life. So let's keep connected to Jesus because he's the true vine. He's the one that will lead us and guide us, help us to be the best parent we could be, the best husband, the best wife, the best son, the best daughter, the best grandperson, grand papa, Nana. And what is, the, what is the Ukrainian word? Baba. And what's the other one? What? Ido. Yeah. It's God. God. Jesus. He's there for us. We're his creation. He didn't, he didn't create us and then just leave us alone to fend for ourselves. That's what the devil would have us to believe. But he wants to walk a personal walk with each one of us every day of our lives. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask if you will all stand with me right now. And with such an important message, it would be very wrong of me if I didn't give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ into your life today.
If you don't know the Lord as your Savior today, I want you to know that you can. You can know him. You can have this walk. You can be connected to the vine. You can be connected to Christ and know what it is to walk with him every day. Let's pray again. I know we do it often, but there are some ruts I love. And this is one of them. If this is a rut, we're going to stay in this one for a while. We're going to pray and ask Jesus to come into our hearts. Every believer is going to pray along with me, and, and you can pray along with us if you want to pray this prayer. I would ask that if you do pray this prayer for the first time today, or if you're rededicating your life to the Lord, that you would indicate it on one of those connection cards, or come and let me know uh, during the rest of the activities today, so that we will have a record. If you want prayer for anything, you can come up front and we'll pray some people are going to start moving the chairs back right away after we've prayed. And so, uh, but you want, you want to be disturbing anything if you just come up front here and you want prayer, okay? We want you to know that any time, every time, the altar is always open. Even when we are singing our worship songs at the beginning of the service, if you feel you need prayer, you can come and kneel at the altar and, and, or, or stand. If you stand, come and stand, we'll, somebody will come and pray with you. If you kneel, it usually is a signal that you would just have something to deal with God on your own. But we want you to know from the time the doors are open until the doors close, this altar, all of this area here is open for people to meet with God all the time. Okay? We got no set we got no set thing here that says you, you must do this or that. Okay? Everybody understand that? We're going to pray right now. So if you want to pray this prayer along with us, you pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word declares that although all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that means me, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. And your word declares that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I confess right now that I'm a sinner. I have sinned. I ask your forgiveness. Come into my heart and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I accept his death and resurrection as full payment for every wrong I have ever done. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Your word says... Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling now. And I believe that you have heard and that you have forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.